Town Bank Mortgage. NMLS number 512138 is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of Markets and Mortgages. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. And it is a busy show, but a great show. An absolutely great show. I already know that ahead of time, mostly because of how good the data is that we are going to be talking about, which is funny because one of the headlines is home prices go negative for the first time in 11 years. How could that possibly be a good thing? Well, when you actually look at the data, it is a great thing. Uh, So we're going to talk about home prices. We're going to talk about consumer confidence. We're going to talk about new home sales. And then this morning, there's almost like nothing happening today, but one of the big one of the big reports, <laughs> the only report really um, that matters to, to us is uh, mortgage demand, which we get weekly from the Mortgage Bankers Association. And that was positive. So I would say it's a pretty good day. Pretty good day for us in the uh, housing world. Oh, and I know yesterday was not a great day for rates, um, but we're seeing some positive movement this morning. So we'll get to that as well. So let's start with the big report yesterday, the Case-Shiller Index, that there was some debate going into this report. I think it was Bank of America that said they thought there was going to be a bigger number in the month-to-month increase, which could keep home prices from falling year over year in a negative territory. That's big because that is kind of the metric that everyone uses to, to sort of understand where home prices are. You're not necessarily looking at the month over month. I mean, that matters, but usually it's the year over year. That's when you saw the collapse of 2008, the 10, 15, 20% drops that we saw in home prices. That was home prices compared year over year. And since the crash, really, 2012, when we finally came out of it, we have not seen a negative print from Case Schiller until yesterday. Yesterday, we finally got it. Uh, Of course, Case Schiller is a little further behind (laughs) than some of the other reports that we talk about. So they're still looking at April, kind of the beginning, kind of the, the bigger part of the spring buying season. And for the first time since 2012, we got a negative number. The National Index showed that home prices fell 0.2% year over year. That is down from the 0.7% increase that we saw in March. And as I said, the lowest level since 2012. So why were we seeing such positive reaction to this report? Well, of course, the year over year number fell. But I'll give credit where credit is due. Because usually the media loves to jump on anything negative because, you know, doom and gloom sells. It does. (laughs) Doom and gloom, especially housing. I I don't know what it is, but usually, and here's a good example. So this morning, I actually saw this on Twitter. Connor Sen, who is an opinion writer over at Bloomberg, who writes a lot about the housing market, was pointing out how a guy named Nick Gurley, it's G E R 
L-I. He has a company called Reventure Consulting. He's very big on YouTube, very big on Twitter. And I don't think Nick's a bad guy. I mean, he, ha- he has his data points. He does a very good job of making his arguments and looking at the data. Uh, I think he interprets the data incorrectly. And I know that because for two years, or maybe even three, he's been calling for a housing crash. And he, he's always wrong. I mean, like, always, as most doom and gloom people are. And Connor Sen was joking about having, the, the, he had a recent tweet about the Airbnb bust. It's this, you know, argument that because home prices are falling, uh, rents are, or in, in some of these areas, especially places like, you know, Phoenix, places that were really, really hot, kind of out west, uh, are seeing the biggest slowdowns. So we're seeing not only the prices slow down, but we're also seeing rents slow down. And because people are concerned kind of about the, well, maybe not, because we're going to talk about consumer confidence here, but there's concern that people are not making as much money as they were on Airbnb. And that's, that's evident in the data that you're going to see all of these homes sort of flood the market. And that's going to create this housing crash <laughs> that he's been predicting for three years. And of course, it's never come true. You know, at one point it was the foreclosure crisis. Uh, then it was, I think, then he kind of got obsessed with um, adjustable rates. Oh no, people are getting all, which didn't happen. Uh, then... It was, uh, you know, home prices are going up too fast. And then it was, oh, you know, now the economy's going to slow down. We're going to see all these layoffs. And I mean, it, I understand his arguments. It's just, it's, it's never borne out in the data. But he had this tweet about the Airbnb bust and had 14 million people saw it. And Connor Sun was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, dude, doom and gloom cells. So th- that, was a, that was a long story of pointing out the doom and gloom cells. So I thought most of the mainstream media, drive-by media, as Rush Limbaugh like, used to like to call it, uh, was going to say that, oh, they're going to make a big deal about this, this uh, year-over-year drop, first time since 2012. But they didn't. Across the board, I saw people pointing out the month-over-month number. Uh, home price growth was up 1.3% in April from March. That was similar to what we saw in March. So we saw two months of 1.3% uh, home price growth, and it was the third straight month that we saw home prices uh, move up. And so they pointed out that we've seen three months of positive home price growth. That was the headline that I saw across the board. And I said, ooh, <laughs> that is a more accurate idea uh, of what is happening. And another reason why this report was good is it was better than expected. Economists look to the 20 city index. They don't look at the top line number. They look at the 20 city index and they expected the 20 city index to fall to one point. Or I'm sorry. They expected it to fall to 2.6% year over year because uh, even with a 1.5% increase month over month, what actually happened was the index increased 1.7% month over month and only saw a 1.7% decrease year over year. So this report was better than what economists were expecting. Three months, positive home price growth, a lot of, lot of data that points to a bottoming in housing that has already passed us by. Craig Lazara, Managing Director at S&P DJI, says the argument for housing bottom gets better and better looking at this data saying, quote, if I were trying to make a case that the decline in home prices that began in June 2022 had definitively 
ended in January 2023, April's data would bolster my argument. Whether we see further support for that view in the coming months will depend on how well the market navigates the challenges posed by current mortgage rates and the continuing possibility of economic weakness. So he's saying, you know, three months of positive movement, you know, big jumps, 1.3%. That's, that's a big jump. I mean, you analyze that, that's double digits. And it's the spring buying season, so it makes sense. But what it's showing us is that the decline year over year wasn't really so much because of negativity this year as it was the market was so hot in April of 2022 that we saw that negative number. Uh, Just to note, Miami still held the top spot for the ninth straight month uh, with regards to metro areas with a 5.2% year-over-year price increase. Chicago broke into the top three at number two with a 4.1% increase. And then Atlanta reclaimed the third position, edging out Charlotte with a 3.5% increase. So are you picking up on anything here? Yeah, the South. <laughs> I understand Chicago's not in the South, but we've got Miami, we've got Atlanta, and we've got Charlotte. And then, of course, Chicago's like that kind of an outlier. But what I mean, it's telling us what? The Southern housing market on the East Coast is killing it. It is killing it. Uh, and that wasn't the only report that we got. We also got the Federal Housing Finance Agency House Price Index, which is always more optimistic than Case Schiller. Uh, they actually still have home prices up year over year, 3.1% to be exact. That was down from 3.7% in March and is also the lowest level since 2012. Now, they had a smaller month over month increase of 0.7% up from the 0.5% increase in March, but that was the fourth straight month that they have seen increases. So like I said, slightly more optimistic, or I don't know, maybe even more than that. I mean, we're talking about almost a four-point spread there. They got it at 3.1. Kay Schiller's down 0.7 or 0.2. So it's almost like 3.5% spread. But the one thing they do have that's similar, the east-south-central region is leading the eight other regions with a 6.1% growth rate year over year, followed by New England at 6 and the Mid-Atlantic at 5.5%. Month over month, New England was doing the best with a 2.4% jump. <laughs> That's got to be solely because they're not building in New England. Like, what is going on in New England? 2.4%? I mean, you analyze that. That's like 30%. That's crazy. Uh, Mid-Atlantic was up 1.4%, and South Atlantic up 0.9%. And then, drum roll. Is that picking up on the mic? The biggest losers were the Pacific and mountain regions, only regions in the red. That's the, that's the um, FHFA report. The only ones in the red with uh, the Pacific region down 3.8% and the mountain region down 2.5%. So all in all, a pretty good report. Looking at the national numbers, South is killing it. It's helping kind of some of the other regions, the West not doing so hot. Oh, I forgot to mention the in the case Schiller. <laughs> Speaking of the biggest losers, uh, Seattle held on to the number two or held on to the biggest loser spot for the second month in a row with a 12.4% dip year over year. San Francisco not far behind at 11.1%. And then Denver, a distant third at 4.5%, a drop of 4.5%. So the Pacific, take all those reports together, 
Pacific, West, not doing so well. South, Eastern South, doing pretty good. Makes sense? <laughs> so that's why I was like, hey, things are pretty good in the housing industry. And then, so that came out at nine o'clock. Then at 10 o'clock, things got even better with new home sales. New home sales, which were supposed to fall 2%, actually jumped 12% in May. Month over month, a 12% jump to 763,000. That's the seasonally adjusted annual rate. Up 12.2% from May and is now the highest level since February of 22. Not this last February, February of 22. It is a 20% increase year over year. I mean, just every construction report in May. I know this isn't technically construction, but it's new homes. Technically it is. Killing it. I mean, there's just, that just shows you how little inventory is out there that we're able to see this big of a jump in new home sales. Because that's, that's all that's out there. That's all you can buy. Uh, the Southern dominance continues, not just with home prices, but with new home sales. Makes sense. The South was responsible for 62% of new home sales. That was an 11.3% jump from April. And get this, the highest level since December of 21. (laughs) Uh, The West was second, 23%, Midwest 10%, and the Northeast 5%. And here's something else. This is also important. The seasonally adjusted estimate of new houses for sale at the end of May was 428,000, down 1% from last month and the lowest level since March of 22. This represents a supply of 6.7 months at the current sales rate. So not only do we see record new home sales uh, that pushed inventory levels of new homes down to, <laughs> down to uh, March 2022 levels. I, I mean, that's, I mean, we had home builder confidence at 55, highest level in 11 months. We got residential construction. We got building permits, housing starts, completions. I think, I think most of them were in double digits, almost double digits. I think housing starts was 9%. And then, of course, we saw that huge jump, like 20-some percent for permits. And then, or I'm sorry, housing starts. And then building permits was like 5%. All positive, though. And destroying what economists were expecting. And we've seen some some arguments out there that there's, there might be some, something wrong with the data because the economists are so wrong. So um, we will see if we have any adjustments next year. But I would say right now, construction, home construction, killing it, killing it. Um, all right, I don't want to go too long this morning. Real quick here. Uh, also, we got a big report yesterday. Consumer confidence jumped to a 17-month high on waning inflation and fewer recession worries. I mean, it's just, it's, we're in bizarre times. I mean, everyone thought we'd be in a recession by now. We got consumer confidence jumping to a 17-month high. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of articles being written about, could we, could we get that soft landing? The infamous soft landing, the impossible Soft landing, could that happen? And then this morning, we did get mortgage demand. Uh, the only report really today 
that we're going to be getting. Uh, mortgage demand overall jumped 3% thanks to purchase demand jumping 3%. However, it's still down 21% year over year. Refi demand also rose 3%. Stat though down 32% from the same week one year ago. So like I said, a good day for housing. There's, I mean, it was a good day for housing. It was. All right. So what's happening real quick here before we wrap things up, let's look at equity markets down across the board. NASDAQ futures down 76 points. S&P down about a quarter of a point and Dow futures just barely down 0.06%. And then looking at bonds, uh, the 10 year is down uh, right around two basis points. So it's looking at opening at around 3.75%. So everything's good in housing except for mortgage rates, <laughs> which sucks because being in the mortgage biz, you'd like mortgage rates to be better. Uh, but yeah, everything's good except for the mortgage rate. It doesn't seem to be stopping people. I will say. That is interesting. All right. That's a different topic for a different day. You guys enjoy your Wednesday. Tomorrow we have another big day. Let me pull this up real quick. Because uh, today's what we got mortgage demand. That's it. Thursday we're getting the final reading on the first quarter GDP. Supposed to groan. The growth was supposed to be annualized at 1.4%. Initial jobless claims are expected to rise slightly to 266,000. Pending home sales are expected to have risen 0.2% in May. However, due to that new home sales data, that number is probably going to be higher. Just throwing it out there, that number is probably going to be higher. And then mortgage rates will get that data at noon. And then don't forget Friday, PCE, baby. Inflation data, the Fed's favorite inflation gauge. So we'll get to that on Friday. You guys enjoy your Wednesday and we will talk to you again Thursday for the final edition of the week of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. 